Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. Hello, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners. This is Hal Elrod. How are you today? Um, I'm pumped. Uh, our, our guest today, uh, I've heard about his book quite a few times, but in full transparency, I have not yet read it. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so if you haven't read it either, we're, we're on the same, uh, you know, at the same spot. And uh, I'm excited to, to chat with our, our guest, Derek. Right? Is it, Derek, I want to try to say your last name right. Is it Rydell? It's actually pronounced Rydell, but it Rydell. looks like it's A-L-L, but yeah. Think yeah. of Rydell, Rydell High, Rydell Helmets. Uh, you got it. Yeah, that's, it, uh, it kills me. I have a friend whose last name is Moeller, but it looks like Mueller, and he gets pissed when I call him Mueller, but I go, man, I'm just reading your name the way it you know, looks. <laughs> Better than Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. yeah, exactly. Bueller. That's probably why he doesn't he doesn't like it. It it, it, uh, it irks him when I say it wrong. But uh, anyway, so let me let me uh, all right. Pretend I didn't talk to you. Yet. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna give you a, a proper introduction here. Um, so uh, achieve your goals, listeners. I, I do want to give uh, Derek a proper intro because it's uh, his bio is pretty impressive. In fact, he sent me uh, like a short introduction, and as I was researching Derek and you reading, and I was like, dude, you. Like you have an amazing, you know, amazing background, amazing bio, if you will, and I, I want, I'm going to read the long one. Like I want to go into it a little bit more. So, uh, here, here's kind of a hybrid version. Um, after a life changing near death experience, uh, Derek seriously considered becoming a monk, then a minister, then cloistered himself in his apartment without TV or news and meditated for several years finally emerging to become a licensed integrative therapist and adopt a monk. That's another story. Uh, he went on to train top executives in Fortune 500 companies such as American Express, Disney, Carrier, or Carrier, I don't know, so, uh, Hartford Insurance, and CBS. And in relationship building and deeper communication, that was his focus. And he's coached thousands of artists and entertainment professionals on how to create more enlightened entertainment and has worked with a diverse array of people around the planet, helping them to live a more passionate, purposeful life. And the book, he's author of three different books. Um, the one we're going to focus on today is his newest book called Emergence, Seven Steps for Radical Life Change. And it is a number one Amazon bestseller, a number one Barnes noble bestseller um and the last thing i want to share is that as a professional screenwriter derek has sold or been hired to develop over 20 feature film screenplays and a dozen hours of tv with studios such as fox universal sony uh united artists disney miramax and even indie producers and as an actor derek has started in several films and tv shows so you can see and there's more to it but i'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that you can see uh just really a dynamic individual who's accomplished so much in so many areas and, and derek as i bring you on here you know this is the achieve your goals podcast and uh my focus is interviewing people 
that have achieved extraordinary goals and and many of those have achieved like a single extraordinary goal what i love about you is the diversity that you bring and as a spiritual practitioner and teacher i'm just excited to to you know to hear about emergence and and uh, these these spiritual laws that you've taught around the world and uh yeah man thanks so much for being on the show oh wow it's it's such an honor and a pleasure to be here hal and wow yeah i haven't i haven't looked at that bio for a while <laughs> <laughs> It's like, whoa, I've lived a few lifetimes. Isn't it funny when you hear your own bio, you're like, I, I, I did all that? Jesus. Right, you know. right, exactly. But, I'm, uh, I'm, and, and I'm as you said, I, like I need a nap just after listening to my bio. Right, no, I, I know you feel. And as you said, you haven't looked at that one in a while. I actually went on Amazon Author Central this morning, uh, and I was like, I just was searching through some stuff, and I was like, this is so outdated. I totally need to update this, you know? So uh, anyway, well, hey, so let's start. Here's where I want to start. You know, um, the one thing I, you know, as soon as this caught my attention as I had uh, my own life changing near death experience. So I would love for you to share with us that experience for you. What was your life changing near death experience and what did you uh, what you gain from that? Yeah, I mean, like I'll try to do it brief, but like so many people, I'm sure I struggled for years and years in self-improvement and after a decade of self-improvement therapy and so all kinds of self-improvement, the only thing I had improved was my ability to describe why my life was still so screwed up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nice. I improved very much in that category. I was articulate and eloquent in describing why things didn't work and whose fault it was or where it came from. But I was actually increasingly frustrated and struggling. It was like I was trying to dig myself out of a hole and the more I dug, the deeper in the hole I got. And it eventually drove me to become addicted to drugs and alcohol. And then I almost died of an overdose. And I remember lying in the emergency room and the IV snaking out of my arm and the, the beeping of the monitor and the doctor leaning over and whispering to me as I woke up from a groggy sleep. And he said, you're lucky to be alive. And I remember thinking in the moment, I, that, didn't, I, that wasn't good news to me. You know, the idea that I was still alive wasn't good news. And I knew I needed to make a change. But I couldn't understand how all of my efforts to improve my life, attract, achieve, had gotten me to this place. And, you know, they say the universe whispers in your ear and taps you on the shoulder and then takes a two by four to your head. <laughs> and I was lying there in a bed of splinters and I couldn't, I still didn't, it didn't crack me open enough. I, I figured, well, I must not have been working hard enough. I need to dig in and redouble my efforts. And so I did. And things started to go a little bit better. I got a couple projects and then I got this, this leading role in a film and I went to shoot this film and everything started falling apart again. The, the, the film went south, south, they started firing the actors, fired the director. I had an onset romantic breakup and breakdown and I went diving in this coral reef just sort of praying to get lost from everything above. And you got to be careful what you pray for, obviously, because I got the the answer very quickly and I became very, very lost in this coral reef and then eventually trapped in a pocket and didn't know how to get out. And I was surrounded by a wall of fire coral that was like a thousand jellyfish stings if you touched it. Hmm. And underneath me was giant rows of spiked coral like an underwater booby trap tomb in Indiana Jones. And it was inches from my chest, my stomach, my face. I couldn't go down <clears throat> or I would have been skewered and I couldn't lift my head out of water to see where I was or I would have been impaled by this coral. And I couldn't even breathe deeply because of a deep breath would have also punctured me. And I couldn't swim normally to stay at the level I was in the water. So I had to swim with the tips of my fingers. 
and then just to stay at that level and breathe in short staccato breaths. And I was stuck there for a very, very long time. And my mind went through all the scenarios of somebody, maybe they'll come save me and eventually realize nobody even knew I was out there. <clears throat> and it got to a place where it was like my ego was, was, went through all of the scenarios and all of my wit and charm and cleverness and affirmations and nothing was working. I even, you know, tried to negotiate with the universe, you know, God, if you get me out of this, I promise to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. And I've had those negotiations. Yeah. Yeah. And the universe (laughs) was not bargaining. Right. Yeah. And there came a moment where I, I was, I knew I just didn't have anything left in my body to hold me, to, to support me. And I knew I was no longer just afraid I was going to die. I knew I was going to. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a profound moment to know that this is it. And all that was left was to surrender unconditionally. And in that moment, I just let go. And there was a flash of light. And, and it was a split second. But in this moment, I saw that this guy, this self that I've been trying to fix and improve was like a fictional character, an amalgamation of peer pressure, societal conditioning, parental fantasies, and that nothing I ever did was ever going to fix him. <laughs> and, but right behind that, there was this awareness of a version of me that had never been broken, so he didn't need to be fixed. And he also was already complete, so he didn't need to be improved upon. And it was just a flash, but it was like an entire paradigm shift. And in that next moment, I was, I don't know how this happened exactly. If the wave came or the water rose, or I literally walked on water, but in the next moment I was out of that pocket, standing on the coral, looking into where I'd been trapped the whole time. And it was like something had shifted dramatically. Humpty Dumpty had fallen off the wall and in the crack in the shell, there was this luminosity that was coming out and everything was glistening. And I looked at this maze of of coral and I realized it was like a metaphor. You know, I've been swimming, following all these brightly colored objects and I'd become caught in this pocket. I was gasping, I was drowning and that was the life I'd been living. But in this shift now I could see that it was the whole model of, of how to grow and improve and heal was completely backwards. And it so dramatically shifted me that I ended up pulling out of society I got rid of news and TV and all that stuff. I tried to become a monk. And, uh, and, and there's a funny quick little side story. But, but three days into fasting and silence and all that, I was freaking out. <laughs> and I literally broke into the monk's kitchen in the middle of the night and stole food out of their freezer because I was just freaking out. I was like some feral little creature scurrying out of the forest. And, you know, the monks kindly suggested the next day that maybe the monastic life wasn't for me. Um, that's when I closed myself in my apartment, but I had this realization that I use the analogy of the oak tree and the acorn, that the oak is already in the acorn, that the acorn doesn't go out and attract an oak or achieve an oak. It doesn't have to become worthy of an oak. It doesn't have to go build the oak when it surrenders to the soil and the conditions in the soil match the pattern already in the seed, it's inherent potential naturally emerges. Hmm. And I saw that's how all of nature operated and realized that I was a part of that same nature, that there was a seed of potential planted in the soil of my soul. And when the conditions were right, it would emerge, it would grow naturally. And 
And I also saw that, you know, whereas plants and seeds are what we call indigenous, you know, it's their outer circumstances is what determines their capacity to grow and thrive. We are endogenous, meaning we carry our weather. We're like a walking, talking greenhouse. We carry the, the conditions with us and we can cultivate the right conditions for our potential regardless of where we've been planted in the world. And as I caught that awareness and I began to practice this, which you know, we'll talk more about, yeah. I, went, I went from being broke and broken and even suicidal, living on 19 cents boxes of macaroni and cheese in a one-room apartment to all these things I've been struggling starting to unfold and emerge and eventually you know, moving into you know, million-dollar homes and, and uh, traveling the world and growing my work in the world finally. But I, I, it was a definite inflection point. When I moved from trying to attract and achieve from that old model, which was just creating more and more pain and struggle, and, and instead, and, and here's the reason why, because when you're doing that, the premise is something's missing, something's lacking, something's broken, something's wrong. Now I'm going to try to attract it or achieve it. But the law of mind and action operates upon our core premise. And so I was, you know, like I said, digging myself into a deeper hole. And I even found even when people use these techniques to manifest a bigger paycheck, they often find themselves just broke at a higher income bracket. And, um, you know, they get a bigger house, but they're less at home. And so this shifted everything for me. And my life began to unfold and emerge in a much more organic, natural way. And that eventually led me to, to teach this and led me to talk to you today. Incredible story. What, um, first question, what, what age was the, uh, the near-death experience? That was about, um, I would say it was about 20 years ago. Got it. And so uh, the- I was five. I was five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, huh? Um, and by the way, I love, you know, the uh, the analogy of the, the oak tree and the acorn, and that would explain, I'm looking at you, the cover of your book, Emergence, and, you know, that's a, it's a beautiful, uh, the way that you turn that metaphor into the cover. Um, and I would imagine you, you mentioned similar to the, you know, to nature, that it's the surroundings and the soil and all of those factors um, that, uh, you know, affect the growth and, and the journey and the, uh, the, the, that the, that nature goes on. The seven steps for radical change that you talk about in your book, Emergence, are, are those kind of the seven steps to set yourself up? You know, you, uh, it's all of us to set ourselves up uh, for, you know, prepare our soil, so to speak, for that radical life change to, to occur? Absolutely, yeah. The first thing is understanding some of these foundational principles, you know, that the emergence, and by the way, I didn't make this up. This is this is what's called the perennial teaching. Hmm. Um, you know, it's if you study, if you start to understand all this, and you go back and you study the great masters, you know, Buddha and Lao Tzu and Kuan Yin and Jesus and Shankara and Krishna, whatever, you know, or even Shakespeare. You know, you if you start studying some of the great master teachings, you'll begin to see there's a perennial truth teaching that moves through all of them. Just they show up in different cultures and idioms and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, but I but I put it into a very modern framework so that we could actually use it. And from the emergence <clears throat> model, whatever's missing is what you're not giving. Whatever you're waiting for, you're actually waiting with and weighing it down because life doesn't happen to us. Life happens through us and from us. Sure. And this and this is what we are now understand also with quantum physics and all of that. That there's not really a world out there that's acting on us. 
we're not even really in the world. The world is really in our consciousness. And, and it's really all about what we are letting out, what we are generating, what we are circulating. That, that's what determines our life experience, not the conditions in our experience, not the economy, not our parents. Those create a set point, but our response to it, the way we cultivate it, that's ultimately what determines because it's, it's all coming from within us. And so that's a core foundation people have to understand. And then they can go through the seven steps and begin to design a way of life that allows the natural emergence to become automatic. And um, most of our lives are designed by default. We've designed a way of life from reaction for protection, self-preservation, comfort, convenience. But we have to take back the reins and design a life intentionally. And that's what the emergence and the emergeneering process shows people how to do. So I, I mean, I'm my interest has peaked. I'm intrigued. In fact, so much so that I uh, just ordered your book on Audible about five minutes ago. So that's my ADHD. You're talking. I'm ordering a book on on Audible. <laughs> but since it's your book, I figured you would you'd, you'd give me a pass on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're, you're cooking an omelet, you're ordering yeah. a book, you're doing push-ups. It's great, man. No, it's funny. It's when I first did my podcast, I got called out because like literally it's unconscious. I'll be talking to someone and I'll like see mail on my desk and I'll start opening an envelope, you know? Right. And when right. I first was hosting the podcast, the uh, people were like, Hal, so rude. I don't know what you were doing, but I heard, you know, like shufflings of paper and, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was doing that, you know? So anyway, but, uh, but so, so, so I am looking at, you know, I'm on, I'm on Amazon right now, your book. One thing that's really rare about your book, uh, and this is actually part of the reason I'm so, you know, not only your story and just who you are and, 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 you know, I sense who you are and it comes through the way you speak. In fact, I was going to say, you're such a great communicator, communicator that, you know, Derek, you should write a book, right? Uh Uh, but uh, but you're just you know as an author I often look at reviews and I feel like that's you know that really kind of mirrors back you know how the impact your book is making um, the more people share about it and the more or the more they share it but also the more that they're inspired to you know go write a review like I don't write a review on Amazon unless a product's really good or really bad yeah. right right um, and uh, your book is I mean it's it's rare air in terms of the amount of reviews that you have, but, but how high they are. Um, and I'm just going to run down this real quick for anybody listening. Um, so you have 330 reviews, which is great. 4.9 out of five stars. Um, you have no, you don't have a single one star, like you have 0% one star reviews, 1% two star, 3% one star, uh, or 1% three star, 3% four star and 95% five star. Like that is just rare. And so, uh, with that said, um, I, you know, I, I want, I want to hear your take. So here's what I'd love you to share, Derek. I, I'd love you to introduce us to the seven steps for radical life change that, that, you know, part of the, the law of emergence and those seven steps in the, in whatever way you think best serves uh, our listeners. But sure. I'd love for you to do it from a place of like, why are these so impactful so much so that 95% of your readers are giving you a five, you know, they're, they're compelled to write a five star review for the book. And these are long reviews. I mean, people are writing, you know, paragraphs upon paragraphs about how this book has uh, impacted their lives. So I'd love to, to hear the law of emergence from you again, you know, what those seven steps are and, and through the lens of uh, how are these going to impact uh, the people that read your book? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things when you start to read the truth, 
um, it, it just resonates and it's almost like you feel like you've come home finally. It's like, oh, I mean, that's how it was for me when I really awakened to this and realized this. It was like I had somehow, some way knew it all along, but just couldn't quite touch it or articulate it. And I'll, I'll talk about briefly, yeah, the seven stages um, and and then we'll sort of pop in and, and I'll give a couple examples in my own life, how I've used this framework. It becomes a template that you can put on your overall life or you can put it on any project or relationship or any of the life structures like health, wealth, work, relationships, spiritual growth, personal development. You, you can, if you want to grow any one of those areas or overall, or just focus on a business or a project, the emergeneering template, which is about how to engineer the full emergence of your potential is, can be placed over any of those areas, whether you want to, I used it when I was working at a job I hated to, to ultimately transition out of that. I was using it when I wanted to get my first dream home. I used it when I wanted to travel around the world and teach and had no idea how to do it or afford it. I've used it at every one of these major junctures to, to really design a way of life that was congruent with this emerging vision or impulse and to become the change I wanted to see in the world, as Gandhi said, yeah, we must yeah. become the change. Most of our efforts and attempts to fix and change and heal and improve our lives is we're trying to manipulate circumstances, conditions, and appearances, but we're not necessarily changing and becoming in integrity with that vision. And that's the key word here. It's all about becoming in integrity, integrated, one with the vision or the potential which is already in us, but when we're striving to go get something or achieve something, we are, as the Bible would say, a house that is divided. We're trying to serve two masters. That's the real meaning of ambition. Ambi, it means you're going in two directions at the same time. You're trying to go make something happen, but internally, you don't already own it. You don't already believe it. You don't already have it. And so, you know, it's like the Zen statement, you're trying to ride two horses going in different directions at the same time. It's very painful. Yeah. Uh, but a house divided can't stand. It doesn't have structural integrity. And that's why a lot of people struggle. They're doing all the seeming right things, but it's not either outside, but it's still not working or they're sitting around and visualizing and affirming, but they're not then living a life that's congruent with their prayer or their affirmation. Either one of those scenarios, you're going to be out of integrity and you're gonna have a very hard time creating anything sustainably. So the emergence process is about step one, getting in touch with that emerging impulse, that vision for your life. There's a, there's a destiny of greatness, as you know, in all of us, and there's a seed of infinite potential, and it has within it everything it needs, like the acorn has that perfect pattern for the oak. <clears throat> it's also in the quantum field, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. but. But it's all there in that seed idea, that potential. And in this first stage, I show you how to begin to tap into that. Because that's one of the biggest questions people have is, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm really here for. I don't know what I'm really supposed to do. Or how do I know that's my ego talking versus my spirit or my soul? Or, and that's a big confusion point for people. But you got to know what is trying to show up in your life. You got to know where you're going as I know you would agree, because if you don't know where you're going, every road will take you there sure. and you'll, you'll be lost. So this first, and if you're not living your purpose, <clears throat> I can guarantee you're living someone else's, right? And so you have to take the time to get clear. And I really walk you through in this first stage on what is that seed idea? What is that 
unique pattern that my life is here to unfold, my unique oak tree, if you will. And then the second stage is now that you know what the seed is, like a gardener understanding the nature of a seed, you can cultivate the right conditions for its growth. If you don't know what the seed is, you don't know how much water, food, light, etc. that it needs. But once you know what it is, you can cultivate the right conditions that are congruent with that seed idea. And so in stage two, I show you how how to cultivate the, the right and the congruent conditions so that you bring your inner and outer life into integrity. So you begin to design a way of life that is based on where you're going, not where you've been or even where you are, but the people, the places, the conversations, the activities, and your inner daily practice so that you are really congruent. And another way to think about this is, which we can all understand, sometimes talking about these concepts feel a little airy-fairy or a little woo-woo. Sure. But we can understand, like, for example, right where you are, Hal, and where everybody's listening, your favorite music is broadcasting. And information that would change your life other than this call right now. But right now, it's not manifest in your life. It's, you're not, you're not, the music isn't manifest, but it is playing. It is broadcasting. We understand that. So when you tune the dial of your tuner so that the frequency of that tuner matches the frequency of the radio station where your music is playing – that music or that station becomes manifest. Or you could say you have a manifest station. (laughs) Nice. Right? And so that music wasn't playing in the distance. It wasn't in the future. You didn't have to run down the street to find it or, you know, wait for a long time for it to eventually show up. It's already here, but it's not a manifest part of your experience until your frequency is matching that frequency. And then that which was invisible and intangible and inaudible suddenly becomes tangible, audible, and manifest. Well, the same is true with your destiny, the the abundance, the health, the wealth, whatever it is you're trying to create in your life, you couldn't have that desire unless it was already broadcasting. Desire comes from a root that means of the father, of the sire, or of the creative impulse. And it basically is telling you what you've already got, but now you have to design a life and bring yourself in tune with it and that's when it starts to manifest that's when that beat of abundance starts really playing in your life and so that's second stage creating those congruent conditions then the third stage is putting it together in what i call the quantum plan and it's a little different than a traditional plan in that it incorporates both the inner and outer practices and activities that are continuously tuning you into that station and ultimately Put being able to make a preset button so that you can just go there instantly. And so that just becomes a way of life. Because as you know, it's all about building habits that are congruent with the life you want to live. You know, Confucius said all men are the same, but it's their habits that make the difference. And conditions don't determine your destiny. Your character does. And your habits determine your character. So as you put these first three stages together, you're building habits that are congruent with your bigger vision and ultimately transforming your character and becoming the change that you want to see. Then that's the foundational piece of the emergence work. Then we go into the fourth stage, which is about action. I'm sorry, about about give what appears missing. And this is a real paradigm shifting piece that if you just get this piece, your life will never be the same. When you really, really get 
that whatever's missing is what you're not giving. The actual word human comes from a Sanskrit term, man, that means the dispenser of divine gifts, that we didn't come here to get anything except feedback. We came here because we have something to begin to give, to deliver, to circulate. And when you really get this, you, you, you start to give and share and circulate from that place. You start to unlock a channel of unlimited abundance and really turn on that inner wealth machine. And you're able to start manifesting and creating out of seemingly nothing because that energy within you that's circulating really is the substance of everything in your experience. So this, this, in this stage, I really help you understand that and unpack that and do what I call the great reversal. So you're no longer looking to the world or to people to give you something. Yeah. You're looking to see whatever's missing, how can I give it to myself and how can I start to give it to the world? And now you move out of being a victim and you, be a really, you become a really conscious creator. Let me let me say that again. I want to make sure because that yeah that that like you said, if you just get this piece alone, uh, yes. it's a game changer. So here's what I wrote down. I want to make sure that I got it the way you said it. Um, I wrote uh, you've got to get that when you're what you're missing is what you're not giving. Is that is that yeah. is that right? Yep. Whatever's missing is what you're not giving. Whatever's missing. Got it. Okay. So if you walk into a room, wherever you go, whatever shows up is what you brought. Now, that doesn't mean that you know, you're making everybody else do the things they're doing, but however it impacts you and affects you and shows up in your life, that's an activity of your consciousness or it could not come into your experience. And this is also quantum physics, but it's also what the great teachers have taught. So if something's missing, we've learned to believe life is outside in. So you know, we show up in a relationship and there's not enough love or respect or appreciation, whether it's at our job or in our family. And we think we're waiting for the other person to give it to us. And we're kind of like, I'll give as good as I get. I'll be more loving when they are. I'll give more excellence at work when they validate me more. But that's completely reverse. Whatever you're withholding because you're waiting, you're actually holding back. Life never holds anything back from us. We hold ourselves back from life. And it's just a big reversal to understand life isn't happening to us. That's an optical illusion. Or as Einstein said, our sense of separation from each other is an optical delusion. Hmm. It's all within us. Truly an infinite universe of power and wisdom and brilliance and potential. But it can't come into our experience unless it comes out of us. So if we want something more or different to come into our experience, we have to let something more and different come out of us. And you know, think of yourself like a divine power plant. A power plant doesn't receive energy. It doesn't even just have energy. It generates it. Yeah. And when you start to get that, you're like, wow, I don't even have to even wait to feel inspired. I'll just act like an inspired person, show up, start to shine and share, and I activate the energy of inspiration. It's like, where did that come from? It came from this infinite well of potential within you. And you start to get excited, like there's not a lot of love in this room, in this space, I can bring it. And like, bam, suddenly you're blissing out and you're, all kinds of things are unfolding or they're not respecting and validating me at work. Like when I had this job as a waiter that I told you about and I was using this principle, um, I, I began to bring excellence and inspiration and I began to serve at that job as if it was my dream job. Nice. Like I, I eventually wrote an article how I stopped waiting and started serving. Uh-huh. And uh, right? And I began to give excellence as if I was in a five-star restaurant and I got fired. 
And I began to do it again. And, and they hired me back because they realized it was a mistake. And I gave more and more and I was helping the waiters and I was no longer commiserating and gossiping about the clients. I was customers. I was just bringing my A game every day. And I started to really enjoy this job I used to hate and feel good about myself. And then I got fired again. And this happened one more time. I got hired back and I was just raw. I, f- I figured I'd crack the code. People were writing me all kinds of reviews, big tips, writing to corporate about what an amazing waiter. And then I got fired a third time. What did you get fired for? Well, well, the first time they thought, oh, this one, ma- this one manager is maybe afraid you're kind of bucking for their position. <laughs> and so I think I was scapegoated because they're like, what is he up to? Why is he being so excellent? Why is he giving so much service? What is his agenda? They didn't <laughs> trust it. People don't trust excellence. They, they trust mediocrity. Yeah, and, yeah sure. And so and then finally, so it was different reasons. There was always something different. But in the third time, I decided to stay fired. And within a month, I got hired. I went from from making 50 bucks a day to 1,000 a day. I went from waiting on three, in a three-star restaurant to being wined and dined in five-star restaurants around the country and from dreaming about making a difference and an impact to being paid very well to do it. And the key note, though, is that that didn't happen in my future. That was developed right there on that job as I began to tap into my vision, create the right conditions, and then begin to give what appeared missing, I generated the energy, the the mindset, and a field that was such a high vibrational field, it didn't fit in that space anymore. And that's why I kept getting spit out. When you do this, one of two things happens. The relationship or the job or the environment will grow to meet you, or you will be moved into a relationship, a job, or an environment that can play with you at that higher level. But if you wait for the people and the job and the situation and the economy to change, you are giving away all your power and you and you will remain the same or even worse, start to stagnate and go backwards. So you don't wait for anybody or anything to change. You become the change you're waiting for and you transform your life, your environment and everyone around you that's willing to play at a higher game. So that's what this stage really begins to generate and, and activate and prove to you. And, and then the fifth stage, um, act as if it's already done. This really puts the whole idea of right action into a, a proper framework. And you understand action is not to try to make something happen. When you integrate action into your life, it's to make it welcome. It's, to, it's, that, it's that final piece that's often missing for people when they've done all this other inner work. Yeah. It like opens the door. And, um, and so I really reframe it in a way that people are like, oh my God, I never thought of action like that. And now they can take action bold action, consistent action that's not pushy and stressful and anxious trying to manipulate people in situation, but is like literally like a moving affirmation. And, you know, ultimately your action is your true religion. It really tells you what you believe, what you do. So it's a very important piece. Then we get to stage six, embrace what appears broken. And this is, again, this is one another one of those modules. If you just get this your life will never be the same. It's one of the most requested pieces of work um, when I speak to people around the world. And it's the idea that everything within you and within your life is a part of a perfect plan. Just like, you know, all the, the parts you think are dirty and dark and gross and bad and, you know, the selfishness, the anger, the neediness, the greediness, all the things you've been trying to fix or heal or get rid of or deny or feel bad about, 
and then you're trying to like affirm them away or pray them away or improve yourself, you know, out of them. But all of those parts within us, the broken parts, the sad, the mad, the whatever parts, think of it like the soil in the, of, 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 you know, on the earth. The soil is made of everything that is dyed and decayed and rotted. And the more of that, the more fertile it is. Hmm. And if a seed tried to grow the way we've been taught, you know, getting rid of all the dirt, all the dark dirt, smelly stuff, and it succeeded at that, you know, and it stood on a rock triumphant, raising its little seed hands. I'm clean. I'm free of dirt. There's no more dirt in my life. The sun would come out and shine its golden rays and burn the seed to a crisp. <laughs> and so the seed, fortunate for us, doesn't deny the dirt. It buries itself in it and it turns it not into a tomb, but into a womb. And now the sun shines. It activates the light and the life potential in the dirt and the seed starts to be nourished and grow. And it doesn't just grow up to the light or it would fall over. It has to grow down into the dark. And so the deeper the roots, the taller the shoots and the richer the fruits. And that's the way all of nature grows. And we've lost that connection, especially in a lot of personal development circles where we're always trying to become ascended masters and float off the planet or something. And it's like, no, you got to take roots. You got to have deep roots and they have to be rooted within yourself. And those places you've been trying to get rid of, deny, ignore, where you have shame and guilt around, that's some of the most fertile soil of your life if you understand how to cultivate and embrace it. In fact, many of the things people are struggling to achieve and become, the very resources and the very wisdom and the gifts they need to do it are locked up in the soil of their soul, the dark places that they're avoiding. So in this stage, I show you how to embrace all of that, integrate it, so that it becomes real power in your life. And this is, like I said, it's, it's, it's really a profound game changer for people when they get this piece because they no longer walk around like they're broken, inadequate people that need to fix or add something to themselves. They start to really feel like they're enough. And, um, and that's, really, that's really a fundamental condition for emergence is when you begin to feel like I have enough, I am enough, all is well. That's a powerful vibrational frequency that allows for your potential to start naturally unfolding in your life. And then finally, stage seven, wait on the law. Even when you've done all this work, there's going to be, um, <clears throat> you know, you're going to hit what's called the thresholds where you bump into, you're really about to grow. You're really about to change. And to the ego, change is equivalent to danger or death. Sure. Because it's just a set of programs. And it starts bringing out the armaments of all the stories and excuses and ways to try to knock you out of this growth pattern so that you'll come back behind that border and stay the same because uh, it thinks you're in danger. And it's an evolutionary artifact that helped us to survive, but now it's actually preventing us from evolving. And so I teach you how to really see the signs of this so that you don't get stuck, you don't pull back when you're about to make a growth spurt, you know, when you're, when you're just about to get lift off speed, you don't throttle back because the cockpit's shaking too much. You actually keep going and you break through and you get escape velocity and real momentum in your life and permanent change. So, cause unfortunately it, without this piece, 
you know, the average person doesn't live 70 to 90 years. They live the same year, 70 to 90 times. Sure. Yeah. And hundred percent. So, so this is how you can actually have a real new year every year and a new you and keep growing and emerging progressively. So that's the framework in a nutshell or in an acorn shell. <laughs> and, um, and, and hopefully you can see it's deep, it's rich, but it's also very methodical and step by step. And in the book and in my programs, I walk you through that, take you by the hand and help you to create the life by design that allows for the natural emergence of your true potential. Well, I think what to me, a, a good book or a good teacher, first and foremost, uh, it inspires us or prompts us or challenges us to think differently about our lives and about ourselves, right? And I think that, I mean, Derek, that to me, you're doing to the umpteenth degree. And then a great teacher or leader or guide gives us a plan, an actionable plan that can change our behavior so that we can actualize or manifest uh, those, you know, those new higher planes of thinking that have been introduced to us. And again, from what I've learned and heard from you today i'm excited to i'm going to listen to the audiobook and uh and you know i i i I just i see uh that the work you've done for however many decades on yourself and who you've become uh is that that's why your book is rated so high that's why it's transforming lives because it's coming through you uh through you your work your book your your courses uh to you know to to the um the end user um what what is uh before we head out what is the best way for people to get the book emergence i think you said you had like a free online training or something what talk about that yeah they can actually they can go they want to get a little more also um, some other training around emergence they can go to emergencetraining.com that's www.emergencetraining.com and uh, grab that free training and get more support from me as well and the other thing I'll, I'll do is if they do that and uh, for anybody that's listening now um, I'm going to also give you a free month in my emergence academy where yes. I'm, I'll, you'll be able to get some additional programs and you'll also be able to get live coaching support from me so I can walk you through these steps. And uh, you can go to, um, I think it's, let me see, Derek Rydell. I wasn't planning on giving that away, but I just feel like <laughs> I feel inspired. I'm, I'm always about overgiving, and sure. uh, and I think you go to DerekRydell.com forward slash academy. And... Um, if for whatever reason you can't find it, just shoot an email to support at DerekRydell.com. No, that is right. That's Academy. <laughs> uh, and DerekRydell.com forward slash Academy. But you can also just shoot an email to um, support at DerekRydell.com and we'll, we'll tell them that you got a free month in the Emergence Academy and I'll take care of you. Um, but yeah, that's, those are a couple great ways. You can also obviously check out my Emergence podcast and uh, get cutting edge training delivered to you uh, twice a week, every week. So yeah, those are some really great ways for people to get in touch with me and get some free tools and things to take things to the next level. And you forgot one because I'm filling it out right now, um, which is getemergencebook.com. And that, oh, that, that's where we can get the free book, right? That's right. If you go to getemergencebook.com for a really short time, um, you're going to be able to get the emergence book for free. And um, as well as some other bonuses, I believe. 
Nice, nice. All right, well, I'm, I'm filling out that too. So, all right, well, I better say goodbye to you before I uh, get distracted and dig out my credit card number here. But, uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna get the free book. Uh, just pay shipping, right? That's a good deal, seven ninety five. Yeah, so I got the audio, but I, I like to have things in audio and uh, paperback so that, you know, if I'm, I'm listening to the audio and I'm on chapter three and I go, oh gosh, that's brilliant. You know, I, I'll pull out the book when I get home and I'll go to chapter three, reread it, circle it, highlight it, underline it, you know, so. I'm the uh, same way. I agree because you learn in different ways. And when you listen to it and then read it and then actually engage with it through tactile, like underlining, it integrates it on, in different parts of your brain and actually you own it even more. So that's very, very powerful. Yep, yep, agree. Well, cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your wisdom with us today. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's truly my honor and pleasure. Thank you for having me out for all the, I'm a huge fan of you and what you're doing and doing awesome work. And I look forward to connecting with you all more and, uh, let's just stay inspired. Uh, I agree. Let's leave it at that. Achieve your goals podcast listeners. I love you and appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. So now we want to know what were your big takeaways? Simply head on over to hellelroad.com slash 135 for episode number 135. Just leave a comment there on the show notes page letting us know what your big takeaways were. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellelroad.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then if you would, please leave a rating and review because rating and reviews truly are the best way for more people to find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now, until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. looking to grow your business using podcasting but don't have the time to edit the audio insert the intro and outro write up the show notes post the episode to all the different sites and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required then you need yourpodcastguru.com where you bring the content and we take care of the rest we'll even co-host the show for you visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world